It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is the Mike Pilot from Obviously Oblivious. This little program that you just heard, and let me. Tell Tell you about zaxworks.com my buddy zach martinez out in salt lake city he does some pretty cool stuff he takes uh wine bottles liquor bottles beer bottles any kind of bottles and he turns them into tumblers glassware that kind of nice stuff so i implore you to go to that website zaxworks z-a-x-w-o-r-x.com and uh, check things out they're a great christmas present it's a good holiday gift for valentine's day uh that birthday of somebody you like to, to get and break up and throw at somebody that you don't like so much. These kind of things that I do. Um, <laughs> he also has some uh, really cool tattoo art up there, too. So check it out. Zach's a good guy. He supports this show, and uh, we support him. So once again, it's Zach's Works, Z-A-X-W-O-R-X.com. Help him out. And by that, I mean go there now and buy something. Because you have more money than I do. And Zach, because he's fucking broke. Uh, well, back in the day, we used to we used to go for long stretches without going uh, stopping for gas or bathroom or anything like that. So people would piss in Gatorade bottles. Yeah, and there was an unfortunate uh, happening where mm-hmm. someone thought it was lemon lime flavored Gatorade, and it was not. Have yeah. you ever read that Mike Watt interview where he talks about don't pee in bottles because if it sits in the sun, the sun actually bleaches out the it actually bleaches the vitamins in it and it'll turn yellow urine clear and then you'll think it's a bottle of water and then you'll slug it (laughs) welcome to another episode of obviously oblivious with the mic and south philly paul obviously oblivious is recorded in the great commonwealth of pennsylvania in front of a live studio audience of mike's massive dogs Uh, yes, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Obviously Oblivious 00130. I'm the Mike Pilot. With me, my co-host, South Philly Paul. Hello. And uh, tonight, we have a great interview for you. We're going to be talking to Andy Patterson from Top Dead Celebrity. I, um, I'm about to make his channel go live. Last time I checked, there was a lot of loud music going on. So, let's check it out. Yeah. I like that. The podcast is scored. Yeah, so is this like... like official behind-the-scenes in-studio play. You know Andy Patterson from his amazing licks on Top Dead Celebrity albums. He does great things, but I'm just going to sit here and check this out. I'm going to be quiet. What's up, man? Came in with a big booming hello.
as good at anything. It's upsetting to me, almost. It's like Andy's facing us right now. Faced. This is me. Fucking chilling. You, you don't think you're good at anything? <laughs> Not like this. Really? No. You don't think your podcasting is good as this? <laughs> it's effortless. I don't... He's actually playing an instrument. I play my, I play with myself, essentially. This is the first time it's ever happened on the show, and I'm loving it. Say words. He's just going to play. The no, he's, whole he's, playing, he's playing in letters, like you know, A B C minor, G flat. So we got to figure out what words they are. I have a cipher here. Oh, right okay. now, he's saying, "You guys are douches." So listen to my music. <laughs> oh, so he started playing when he was a young man. Yeah, just yeah, just ask questions and he'll yeah, he'll play. His no, he's response. telling us right now. Listen, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, he, he can play bass. And the piccolo, amazingly. Wow. It's awesome. certain riff for a song or just in general he's trying to create something i think he's just fucking jamming dude i think that well that's how if you we, come up with if we were just sitting on the couches in the studio there we just sit back like i'm gonna do right now just sit back and relax listen right into the board. Let me sum it if he releases this as a single. Him playing and us just talking over it. Yeah, and everybody would hate it because there's these two idiots talking over it. It's experimental. Keeps getting farther away though. Double O no. 
There it is. There it is. He's he's trying different sounds. Oh, okay. Like they're using a pedal? Maybe. Probably, yeah. Or a pod. Is that a song you know? Isn't that part of the new mediocre riff? I don't I do, I don't have it memorized yet. If not, I'd like him to make us outro music like that. That's what I'd like. His outro music. And now he's going. The day the music stopped. There's nothing. What happened? That was me. Oh, you're done? Yeah, I guess so. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. We had a hook through my uh, my the mix the mixing board in the studio that had uh, a room mic on that Jeff is out in the live room riffing. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we've been here for a while, so that was Jeff playing. Yeah, I didn't... Okay, that was me. Well, I blew that. <laughs> Off to a bad start. <laughs> right, so who was playing? You or Jeff? Jeff. Oh, okay. Well, we thought that was you. Nope, that, that was me, and I was trying to hear you guys, and apparently it was uh, fucking up the whole program, so uh, I couldn't hear fuck you. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. I enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Can you go, well, in, the, can you go in real quick and play something? New record. Can, you, can you go out and play something for us, too? Uh, uh okay. Now, yeah. like twinkle, oh, twinkle, little hey, star. We're, we're, no, we're doing this all. We're doing this all a new way tonight. So yeah, we're fuck just, it, do it live. Shoot from the hip. Yeah, fuck it, do it live. <laughs> we'll vamp while you're getting there. Uh, uh, Jeff is playing through a Fender Princeton, and he's trying out some different pedals because he's going to do a couple guitar parts okay. on the new record. Okay. What if we do this? What if we talk to you, Andy? Yeah, and then you kick Jeff out and you play something to, to lead us out. Sure. All right. In that one part, he's going den 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 and 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 den. He's playing that. I mean, I know that sounds just like it, but I'd like that to be an outro for our for our show. That's dude. That's the new mediocre part. But I just like the den 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 and 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 den den. Yeah, that's uh, that's on the song that we you guys are going to use for mediocre. I know. That's why I love it. Yeah. Well, you can't use two of them. We should give you a freshie. We'll do a freshie. Give me a handy freshie. No, I don't want that. It's a okay. fresh H. <laughs> yeah, no, if you guys could do something for our outro, that'd be cool. Me and Paul yeah. would love that. So, Andy, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me, Mike. Yeah, I, we, uh, me and Paul, we introed you about eight <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> I was just sitting here blowing it. No, no, it's cool. Um, so uh, I gave a, a brief synopsis of the legend that is you. Uh, how about you give everybody a better one since you know you better than I do? Ah, synopsis. Well, um, be Andy. Uh, I'm. I started out as a drummer uh, back in the '90s, and a hardcore kid started going to shows around '88, uh, '89. Um, then started playing in lots of bands and touring the world and doing some cool stuff, and then decided I wanted to start a studio. And so I started to do that about 12, 13 years ago. Can I just interrupt real quick and say you did a bang-up job on Mark Dago's new two-song disc? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I uh, I love working with Mark and Fish, uh, his his sort of cohort, the guy that helps write the the music. Uh, Which, weirdly enough, is the only hip-hop people I work with in Salt Lake. You know, I was going to ask Andy that. I mean, I was going to ask Andy. I was going to ask Mark that, but then I, we got onto something else and I totally forgot to ask. So thank you for answering that for me. 
Yeah, uh, they those guys came in. He was part of a band called the Numbs, mm-hmm. and they were the first hip hop thing I ever did back in like 2001. And he just him and Fish have kept coming back, and I've pretty much recorded everything they've done over the past decade. Yeah, you do. Like I said, you do great work, and I, I've been to your studio, and it's it's kind of like uh, you know how some Elvis people like Graceland. Andy's studio is like my Graceland. But there's, oh. a lot, there's a lot more grace to it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, a, it's got more dust. I loved it. It was, it was so, <laughs> it was so, it was so just music. It was just so hardcore. It's just so damn cool. Yeah, that's why I love it here, man. I love my ultimate fantasy, which I actually have now, is you walk into a big room and it's just lined with instruments and yeah. killer amps and pedals and doodads and just makes you inspired to pick something up and make some noise with it. I wanted to touch something, but I figured I'd break everything, so I didn't. <laughs> See, here's a little something about me real quick. I love music more than video games, more than anything but my wife and my daughter. I love it more than doing podcasting. Love okay. music. All I can do is play rock band and guitar hero. So, like, on the plastic guitar, I'm a fucking stud. But then I played um, Rocksmith. And I was doing okay, but then the, it just was too bad for my wrist. I'm an old man. Wait, but, what's rock? Is Rocksmith the one that you actually use a real guitar? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I was playing like Rolling Stones and stuff, but there was no top de- dead celebrity stuff on it. So I was like, ah, I'm not as inspired. <laughs> but so I, I just have so much uh, respect and uh, admiration for for guys like you who, are, who can play. And just other thing that shocked me, like a year ago, six months ago, something like that. I was talking to to Anderson. And he told me uh, that you are, uh, he was just giving me facts about people. He said, you would, uh, maybe you would, would be uh, surprised to know that Andy is a much better drummer than guitarist. Yeah, I'm actually not really a guitar player. <laughs> I forced Jeff to let me play guitar in his band. Yeah. And and so that's actually, uh, two weeks ago, uh, the, the track that you got for Mediocre was part of uh, the first record I've ever played guitar on. So it's awesome, dude. It sounds yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I forced myself into that band, and then uh, because I knew I was the weak link, I forced myself to practice and practice and practice so I wouldn't uh, give him a reason to fire me. Well, I, I don't see why he would because it's epic. It's just, and here I am kissing ass. But what do you think, Paul? <laughs> well, yeah, you get better when you play with uh, great people. You that's know? exactly yeah, it. That's, that's been my whole philosophy is surround myself with awesome people, and it makes me look really good. And, and once, it, once it all starts gelling, it's, it's a great experience as a musician. Well, I've, I've been lucky over the years. With my studio, I, I've been really lucky that I just have amazingly talented friends, and they've all you know, given me a chance to grow with them mm-hmm. and you know, go along with the journey. But I, I, just, I have a lot of really, really talented friends that yeah. – uh, Make make my job easy. See, I like that that you're here, Paul, because you know all these musical terms and things. As a musician, you know these things. I don't. Uh, it's I don't been know, a while. But I don't know yeah. what to say. I don't yeah. know what. The, the, yes, you do. What is this scene? What do you play an chord or I don't know. Well, you might not know technical terms, but you you know what music is. You know what drummers do. I know, you know music. What guitar I like. Players I know do. that. I know what a drummer does. Yeah. How um? What is what is the name of your studio, Andy? I don't. I don't have a name for it. I uh, back in the day, I moved around a little bit, and I was always nervous to name a place. It's loosely known as the Boar's Nest. The Boar's Nest, you know, from uh, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. <laughs> just repeating it. Yeah, let, a let band I recorded in. a bunch of their stuff uh, called Gaza from from here in Salt Lake. Uh, they they gave me that name. 
Actually, no, I, I take that back. I take that back. It's a band called Form of Rocket, which are killer. You guys should check them out. They're okay. wonderful. It's uh, uh, the drummer and guitar player of Eagle Twin. And yeah. uh, it was the band before that. And they're, uh, <laughs> they were one of the first bands I ever recorded in when I first started recording. Yeah, every time I talk to Jeff, and he says, like, we have band practice at Andy Studios. I'm like, okay, it's at Andy Studios, or is there a name? Yeah, everyone just calls it Andy Patterson's place. Yeah, because it is. What, I mean, so, some people call it the Orange Grove, because I used to have uh, orange uh, air spray for the, for the bathroom. <laughs> but, it was, but it was really bad air spray, so what it di- all it did is just combined with the shit smell into a whole new orange-flavored, new offensive smell. That's so funny. people called it the Orange Grove. For that's, a while. Fun- that's funny. That's that funny that, that it got a name from that. <laughs> to this day, <laughs> I can't smell artificial vanilla because yeah. I had a roommate that every time he took a shit, he sp- the the uh, the yeah the vanilla right yeah, yeah. right. And then your sensory memory just like okay, so I'm not smelling orange anymore. I just know that someone took a shit. Yeah, it's vanilla bean shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, I totally get that. That's funny. <laughs> Another band calls uh, calls the studio the uh, Andy's Bang Room Studios. <laughs> Because I had okay. I had a band in here a few years ago. <laughs> there there were some young bucks, and they uh, wanted to do. They were doing a song where they wanted the breakdown to sound like uh, Guns N' Roses' "Rocket Queen," okay. where uh, where there's like some sort of sex happening in the background. Yeah. And so I show up to the studio, and two of the guys corner me, all sketchy. And I was like, "Hey, man, we got to ask you something." All right, our singer wants to have sex with this girl and record it and we'll give you an extra 50 bucks if you let him do it i'm like all right okay well i i I'd probably let him do it anyway but i'll take the 50 bucks <laughs> and <laughs> and the first thing i did is i id'd the girl make sure she was of age oh yeah that's that's smart i mean you don't want you, that you don't, down want, on you don't you. want to you don't want to go down that road no. it's a, tre- a treacherous journey so yeah, so I turned off all the lights. I set up a couple of room mics. Had him give me a quick check one two, and then I pressed record. And I said, "I'm going to go outside and smoke as many cigarettes as I need to until you're done. <laughs> Let me know." And uh, <laughs> how many so cigarettes was it? Say what? How many cigarettes was it? It was about four or five. Wow! <laughs> and I came good, back in. Good for him. And they were done. Busy night. And, uh, and I tried to to scroll through to find the bit, you know, without having to listen to most of it. And uh, it turned out it was just the dude grunting. And the girl maybe made sounds for 10 seconds, which we used and looped. So it sounded like a girl having a good time it's, instead of a dude having a good time. She wasn't having a good time. It's ridiculous that they I, had actually, to get- I actually think that she, she noticed in the middle of it like, oh, wait, I'm here for a reason. Maybe I should do something. What were you saying, Paul? Oh, they did, she didn't know she was being recorded? No, no, she did, but oh, I don't okay. think she realized that she needed to make sound to be recorded. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, she wasn't the smartest. You it, know. It's ridiculous that they couldn't go to YouTube and just get a clip. <laughs> well, he wanted it him. I, yeah, and, uh, to me, it's ridiculous. It, well, they who, also wanted it, sent, it recorded in the studio. Fucking tell people it's you. Get a recording and tell people it's you. Who, who's going to? It's who's not authentic. Know you don't, well, you don't want to lie to your audience. Everyone who knew her probably knew because the fucked up thing was is that he put out a a, a post on Facebook asking any girls want to have sex with me on my record. And some girl, bless her heart, uh, stepped up to the task. Sounds like she had a terrible time, though. I'm sorry. There's a story uh, about Morrison uh, having a woman go down on him on one of their songs. Yeah? One of the Doors songs. Yeah, I can't remember what song or if it actually happened, but there's some People kind of story strange. about that. I'm yeah. sure it happened multiple times. Yeah. Every time. Every time they're in the studio. 
That's right. They had that and a bunch of M&Ms in the subway. Yeah. Hey, um, did they clean up afterwards? Yes, they did. Okay, that's good. That's important. Sure. Yeah. It's important. What other weird shit have you had go on in your studio? Uh, I had another band. It was a, like a black metal band uh, do a satanic ritual. <laughs> and that the singer says, okay, I'm... I'm going to cut myself and I'm going to pour blood into a chalice of wine and evoke incantations. And I said, all right, um, like one, one mic. Is that, do I need more than one mic for, to catch the spirits? Yeah. How many mics are incantations? Yeah. How many yeah. mic do, how many mics do I need? So I put up a mic, he did his thing and he said, you know, he like, Beelzebub, I invoke the, and then all sorts of other, whatever, demons, names. And then I, I one-upped him, and I took his vocals, and I dropped them an octave, uh-huh. and he just about lost his mind. He's like, that's exactly what I hear in my head. <laughs> he hears more than that in his head, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, he's not alone in his head. You know, before, yeah. before we started the show tonight, Andy uh, requested that we turn the bass up on him. You know, as yeah, a yeah, I'll, to, always boost the bass. Yeah, as a callback to mediocre this past week, and uh, you know, right there when you were talking there, you, I'm glad we didn't because I would have just blown out the speakers. That was good. That was a good in- incantation. That was called using the mic, rocking the mic. Yeah, you're rocking it, dude. So, how did you uh, get into into music? What what was your inspiration to it? Um, well, I first concert I ever went to was Twisted Sister. With Y and T and Dawkin nice. on the uh, on the Stay Hungry tour, and uh, that kind of changed a lot of things for me. Just going to a live show. Um, the first uh, like punk show I went to was um, was Suicidal Tendencies. That was one of my first punk shows too. Yeah, way yeah. back on the Join the Army tour. Yep, is like is like eighty eight, eighty nine, maybe. Yep. yep. And uh, and but the the thing that really like blew the doors out is I went and saw. Uh, I went, I, I transferred to a, another school and I was, I was in class and I was drawing on my vision streetwear, uh, shoes, uh, SLHC with a, with a X, you know, like Salt Lake hardcore. Yeah. And some kid next to me is like, Oh, you like, you like punk music or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. And he suggested that I join a band because they, he was a drummer and he couldn't do it. So, and he found out that I was a drummer. So I went and saw this band play live to check them out, see if I would be into it or whatever. And they had they opened for an old hardcore, like a straight edge band called Chain of Strength. Okay. And uh and I just I was just blown away. I had no idea that this kind of like a community existed and this kind of music really. It just like really opened my eyes. And so of course I joined the band like directly. And uh just started playing with anyone and everyone I could. I mean, any given time I was in, you know, three or four bands, uh, because I'm a drummer and drummers are hard to find yeah. and I'm a good drummer. Self- hard to find. Well, you know, a drummer that can remember songs, uh, play reasonably and isn't totally batshit crazy <laughs> is a huge commodity. So it's, and that's still the same to this day. I'm usually in at least three or four bands right now. I'm in five. Yeah. Crazy. And, Drum- yeah. Well, drummers can bounce around quicker that yeah. way. That way, yeah, it's harder as a guitarist or bassist well, to remember. I mean, chord you know, no, no offense to guitar players, but everyone plays guitar, and a guitar mm-hmm. player can switch to bass if needs be, 
everyone wants to be the singer. No one wants to be the drummer unless you're a real drummer. See, I would and, love to play drums. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. I, I will say though, it's the hardest. It's the hardest work. You know, I mean, even just loading a show. There's no I mean, fat drummers, except for Vinny from Pantera. He was a little heavy. He's he's a thicker milkshake. Well, how yeah. about the drummer from Cheap Trick? He's is kind he? of chunky. Yeah, that's more your end of music. Never mind. <laughs> uh, uh, Greg Hoagland from uh, uh, Death Clock and uh, Dark Angel and um, you know Death Clock Metalocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy, he's a fantastic drummer. I mean, he's probably pushing like 350. You know? Yeah, but he probably eats wow. a lot. You burn a lot of calories with all that movement. Very physical. Well, I went and saw him play, and he, literally his body doesn't move other than his, the tips <laughs> of his feet and, and the ends of his hands. It's just like this statue and just these little fluttering bits on the ends of him. But no. he kills it. I mean, he plays great. So. No, I just, I just I, yeah, I think drums are great. And, you know, Anya, she, my daughter plays piano, and she wants to play violin and she's been bugging about the stand-up bass and so we, we because she keeps changing her mind on all these other instruments that she wants to play now she's on drums right now she's on drums so i took her over to the music uh the fred's uh music and barbecue i took her down and sat her with some drums and and let her hit around on them and that's what she's been talking about but i i don't know i don't know what she's gonna do do you think that's fair that there's a place that you take your child that is that offers both musical instruments and barbecue. I think it's fair to everybody. It, all, <laughs> all all of your interests, all my interests are right there. Music, barbecue. That's, that's how they get you. Yeah. You go <laughs> and you say, "Hey, I want to look at this guitar and a big green egg." You know. Right. Uh, you know what's interesting is uh, uh, she is seems like she's taking the exact same path that I did. I started out really? with piano. Cool. I played violin for a bunch of years, and then I told my mom I want to play drums, and she got me a drum kit when I was in, you know, elementary. And that's cool. And I never looked back. So when did you start playing? How old were you? Uh, I started playing probably I was maybe twelve, thirteen, and then the first real band, like with band practice and playing shows and all that, was I was sixteen. What about starting the piano? How old were you then? Oh, probably like five. Yeah. Five, six. So she, yeah, I just real, keep her at it, and she's going to end up being awesome. Yeah, well, I would suggest that she sticks with it, even if she wants to play drums. I mean, you know, it's like anything in life. You know, you want to be the best and have the most vast knowledge of whatever it is that you're doing. And a drummer that knows notes and melody and all that is, you know, a, a pretty powerful commodity. Yeah, I, I mean, I told her that she's going to be do, keeping to do that regardless. Because I yeah. want to, when she's in her, you know, mid twenties, just be like a concert pianist. I want her to be awesome, but I don't. Oh, sure. I don't want to take the other instruments away from her. She loves music. She's like, I mean, I think it's probably because of me, her love for music. Oh yes, I'd say encourage her to do it all, man. Yeah, I mean, she wants. Uh, she loves to sing. I'm going to have her do vocal lessons too. Oh, that's great. If that's if that's going to be her love in life, I I would love for her to do that. I just I just have so much respect for her. Like I told you earlier, it's so awesome. Um, and then you did the piano around five. That was when she started. When, and then when did you do violin? A violin was uh, maybe seven or eight until around 11 or 12. Nice. Uh, middle school, elementary then, middle school. And then into drums. Yeah. So when you said, uh, so were you one of those punk rock kids? I mean, you had some written on your sneaker, because that, but that just could have been something unwritten on your, speaker, uh, your sneaker. Did you wear yeah. a lot of punk clothes, or were you kind of clean cut? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't much of a fashion punk. I mean, I was like, I don't know. I, I've I've never been too fashionable, even you know, no matter what I'm into. You make your I own pretty fashion. much. 
I pretty much look exactly the same as I did in middle school. Okay. I wear Adidas, uh, shell toes, jeans, and a t-shirt. Just not the amazing and, beard. <laughs> just, That's the, what I was going to yeah, say. Just the addition of the, the, my highly fashionable beard. That, that would be an interesting school picture. That would be a great school picture. <laughs> oh, there's uh, a, a, a buddy of mine that I don't even see very often. Uh, I ran into him randomly one day, and there's no way that he could have anticipated that he would see me that day. But I ran into him, and he had taken my middle school uh, ID, school ID, and put it on a T-shirt. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. it's just the worst. I used to wear a Domino's pizza cap with the bill flipped up, <laughs> you know, like like Quicksilver bike messenger yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Quicksilver. So I was, I've never movie. been quite fashionable. but No, you make your own style. Yeah. That's sick. Cool. What type of music did you play uh, for the violin? Uh, well, your standard, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Oh, okay. uh, it was called the Suzuki Method, and it's uh, based on... I just picture you playing on a motorcycle. <laughs> I was going to say a sidekick. He's on the side of a Suzuki sidekick playing the violin. Right. Playing devil goes uh, down to Georgia, though. That's what it's I just, it's some sort of technique that I don't even remember exactly how what it is. But I, you know, just like classical kind of stuff. You okay. know, uh, I remember yeah. you know some uh, Mozart, like the easy ones. You know, stuff okay. like that. But yeah, I was wondering if if it delved into like bluegrass or country. I mean, I couldn't play a lick now. I mean, uh-huh. that was a long time ago. Well, that's I a very know. difficult instrument, from what I understand. Yeah, I, I've I've not retained any of that knowledge. What's the difference between a fiddle and a violin? Is it the same thing? Vibe, man. Execution. Yeah? Yeah. It's the same instrument. It's just how you play it. All right. I always had that question. I was never Google this. They seem like two different instruments because the music's so different. Yeah. The classical yeah, and play just how you play it. You can, you can play, you know, you can fiddle a Stradivarius, but, you know, it's, uh, it'll just sound like really nice. Be the, best straddle of fiddle. Depends on how, how interested straddle you are. Straddle my various. It. <laughs> it depends on how interested you are in it. So, the, what the five bands you say you're in now? What are what are the names of all those bands? Well, Top Dead, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, like a sort of gothic doom band called Sabrosa. Okay. And we just finished our new record, and. Uh, weirdly enough, we have two violin players in that band. Would love to hear it. Yeah, I'll send you a copy of it. Cool. And uh, so that one's coming out in September. Nice. And uh, another band with Jeff called Oxcross. Oxcross. Yep. And that's uh, Taylor is the singer guitar player. Jeff plays guitar also. But Taylor was in a band in Denver called Black Sleep of Kali. And. Uh, they were label mates of another band that I was in, and he's a good friend of mine. I played in bands with him before he moved to Denver, and he came back out, and he's like, all right, want to start up something? I was like, absolutely. And then Jeff joined, and and uh, we are maybe a couple vocals and a couple guitar overdubs away from finishing that record. And the Top Dead record, we're pretty close to getting done. Uh, then I'm in, another, I'm in a two-piece project called Done. D-O-N-E, mm-hmm. and that's with uh, my pretty much my oldest friend. His name's Cash Tolman, and he was in the story I told before about going and seeing the band to see if I wanted to join them yeah. in middle school. He's the, he was the bass player, 
So okay. I've been playing on and off with him for the past 20 something years. And uh, he played in, he plays in a band that's based out of New York called Rival Schools. Yeah. Have you heard of those guys? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, he plays bass for those guys, and uh, but he lives out here, so he just goes out there. Well, Quicksand's doing their thing right now, so they're they're a little inactive until Quicksand's done doing their thing. Well, where and, could you point it? Like, if I wanted to listen to all your stuff, where where could you be pointed at to, to to get it downloaded or or get a CD? Well, Dunn is on uh, on Facebook. They're all on Facebook. Okay. I don't I don't have any like links on my page to them. I have this weird thing where I have a hard time uh, promoting the bands that I'm in because okay. I just I feel like if I promote one band, I got to promote all the bands. Yeah, and just it seems exhausting. I'm with so you. Just, with all, I'm like I'm like with you with podcasts, bands. That's like yeah. me with podcasts. Yeah, like I don't want to well, right. talk about mediocre yeah. too much or full of Sith too much. But then because you feel like you're trying to push that brand onto everybody else on the other show. Right, yeah, I feel, I feel like I have to be the Switzerland drummer and just like, okay, you guys take care of promotion and I'll just be supportive and I'll, I have my own role in the band. Yeah. Well, I know we asked a lot from having you for having you come on tonight, but if you could do me a favor and send me those links to those oh, Facebook absolutely. pages, I'd love to promote it for you. Oh, absolutely. That'd be yeah. great. I appreciate that. I, well, first of all, I want to check it out myself, but I also want to be able to put it in the show notes too. Yeah, the, uh, the two-piece band's really interesting. It's, a, it's, it's drum and bass. Cool. But he runs his uh, he runs his bass through bass and guitar gear and a bunch of crazy pedals that makes it sound like guitar and bass going on at the same time. Wow, okay. that's and, crazy! Uh, the chorus yes. sound to it. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know, man. It sounds like a mix of like Rage Against the Machine meets Bad Brains meets Black Flag. I would like to hear that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Rage is one yeah. of my favorite bands to this day. Still, yeah, I love Rage Against the Machine. Um, well, a little uh, side note, I. I played in a band with the singer of Rage. Zach DeLaRocca? Yeah, I played, I played in... What? Uh, I, I did the last tour for uh, his previous band, Inside Out. No fucking way. Yeah. Dude, that is so cool. <laughs> you, know, from, right, you know, you go back and you talk about the bands that you loved when you were younger and you know, you know, people uh-huh. talk about that stuff. Since the first Rage Against the Machine album came out until this day, I still have Zach DeLaRocca shit on my walls, Tom Morello, Brad... Well, I love... <laughs> I used to have like um, lyrics that I printed out on the old style computers. Wow, yeah, and you were like, oh, nice. Yeah, man, I was nuts about fuck Zach. Nick, uh, Nick, Mike is smiling like a, like a little kid. Dude, you're, you're, you're my one step away from Zach Delaroca. That's so. I was. Uh, awesome. I was. I was really fortunate too because an old band that I was in uh, called State of the Nation had the bass player of Inside Out and his brother Rob, uh, the Hayworth brothers. And Rob was also in Far Side that yeah, Zach Farside. was in. Yeah. And uh, he would know for an answer. And uh, Rob wrote most of the first Far Side record and then he quit. And then we started a band called State of the Nation. And we actually got to tour with Rage and Quicksand. I'm going to lose my fucking mind, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> ask something. Well, I, I got to compose myself. So please ask him. Dude, something. you know a lot more about this music that you guys are talking about than i do holy you shit. got him here ask him anything you want how was every how was it playing with everybody i mean i i, well, I, I it was I, fantastic oh I, I i know that but i mean i want to hear some good ends and bad like I, you guys it seems like with all the bands you have out there in salt lake city that these are more like family than you are a band to me it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of um competition or a lot of uh egos going on but i know with some other bands you get that a lot 
Yeah, I don't know. We've been pretty lucky. My crew of people don't tend to be too uh, ladder climbing or you know try to compete with other bands. Everyone's really supportive. It's really ancestral here too. I mean, most of the bands share members, so you know everyone everyone likes each other. And I don't know. We're just lucky that our particular scene of people are all really supportive and generally uh, um, nice people. So I, I just asked the question: How was it playing with Zach? Oh, it was fucking! It was awesome. It was. It was. Uh, so what? So the deal was: Rage was already a band. They yeah. had put out their first record. Now, one of the greatest albums of all time, besides Midwestern Rube, in my opinion. Agreed on both counts. Yep. It, uh, I was playing with with the Hayworth brothers, and they were living in Salt Lake, but they're from Irvine, so they grew yeah. up on the same street as Zach and Tim, the bass player. They all grew up together. Anyway, they came out here to go to school, to the university here. And I started playing with them. And there was talk about making a new Inside Out record with the, some of the leftover songs that were never properly recorded. And putting that out as a benefit, because Zach and, the Hay- and Rob Hayworth were really into supporting uh, the... Western Shoshone Defense Project, okay, which is uh, you know th- these Native Americans, the Western Shoshone, were being forced out of their land by the uh, BLM. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so we were going to do a record and then give the proceeds to this organization. Well, Zach was mid rage, and it was you know he his time was just not available. So instead of doing a record, which would take quite a while to get together and record and all that kind of crap. Uh, we decided to do a tour. So we did uh, a West Coast tour with uh, a band called Iceburn and a band called Alloy. And then other bands peppered in like uh, Farside played a show. Rance had played a show. Uh, Token Entry played a show. Um, and then gave all the proceeds to the Western Shoshone. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I can send you a link of – I have video of that tour. That would be great. Yeah. And uh, so that was that was the tour, and it was fantastic. In fact, the one of the links that I'll send you is going to be really embarrassing. Where <laughs> I <laughs> there's a thing in the Mormon culture that I, I don't, I'm not sure you're aware of that uh, it called test, fast and testimony meeting, mm-hmm. where people people get up and they they quote unquote bear their testimony, and it's usually like you know I I I believe this church is true and Jesus is my homie and all that kind of stuff, right? And uh, uh, I basically bore my testimony on stage at the last show and got like all emotional and like, you know, it was a big deal for me. Cause I mean, inside out was a huge band for me as a fan, you know, and to, to get the opportunity to play those songs live. It was, uh, it was mind blowing. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, um, remember back in, what was it? 96 and 97 when everybody was doing the Tibetan freedom concerts. Right. And I knew that Rage was at the the concert in San Francisco, and I got the ticket. I, I was at the radio station I worked at at the time, so they gave me tickets for the one up in New York City. And uh, a couple weeks prior to that, maybe it was a little bit more, maybe it was a couple months prior to that, uh, Rage played in Harrisburg in Pennsylvania. And okay. I went I went to that show, and I was just, like I said, it was, it was after the, yeah, it was, it was right in the middle of the two albums, and I was blown away, and I loved this band. Wait, what What year was it? 97 and, 96 and 97. Because I went, I was on tour with them on in ninety 
I want to say five, maybe six. He would have been around that time. I have to go look at yeah. the, the concert tickets. It was a, it was a show in Harrisburg. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. I know that we did a bunch of. We did the the East Coast. We played Boston and New York. Oh, that's a great story. We played uh, CMJ in New York mm-hmm. at Roseland Ballroom. Oh. And uh, uh, that you remember that band Stabbing Westward? Yeah, Stabbing Westward. How soon? Yeah, how they, soon is now? They, is that? Yeah. yeah, they were really mad at us because our band, which didn't have a record, no one knew who we were, had no idea, but we were part of the the tour package, and so they had to open for us. Oh yeah, I bet they were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they were livid. Yeah, but just they only had that one that really that one song was. Mm-hmm. How soon is now? This what is what's the name of that fucking Stabbing? What do I got to do? That was the name of that song. What do sure. I got to do? Anyway, so I got to hang out with, uh, because I had my, my backstage passes for that show, I got to hang out with the guys from Rage for a little bit, and they were just so damn cool. They, they just, yeah. But I was so, uh, this was my first real starstruck moment in my life, and it was great. And then so I thought they were going to be at the Tibetan Freedom Concert in New York City, and they weren't, but I went to that show anyway, and it worked out amazingly because it, it, was, it was a sick show, but I got to... There was a party at the Waldorf Astoria where I was staying on the floors above me, and I got to hang out with the Beastie oh, Boys. Look at you. Yeah, it was with the Beastie Boys, Chuck D, Biz Marquis. What a night! Yeah, it was a hell of a time. Eddie Vedder was there. It was oh a, my god! It was a really, really good time. So those are some of the best moments of my life until I got oh, out to Salt Lake and see Top Dead Celebrity play at Burt's. Oh, no, no, dude. Go. Me and Ariana had such a blast at that show. I was so awesome. That was fun, man. That was that was one of the best shows. It, we were we were sitting there at the table off to the left side of the sta- of the stage. And Ariana's like, do you want to get up to the stage? Because like Eric and Hope were up there, and like everybody's going nuts. I'm like, no, I want to watch. I want to just watch Andy playing, watch Jeff. You know, just everything everybody's doing. I just want to take it in as much as so I can remember as much as possible, not me just banging my head into a pole. You know, and uh, no, it was it was awesome. So, of all the all the stuff that you've done, what would you say is some of your the work you're most proud of? Ah, oh, jeez, dark um, question, right? That's a yeah. That's a tough one, man. I have hard hitting questions, Andy. Honestly, I, this is going to sound like a cop out, but I think the thing that I'm most proud of is that, I, that the amount of stuff I've done and the amount of time I've been doing it. I don't think that's I a mean, cop out. I mean, there's there's you know there's some highlights throughout the years, but um, really, just like every day that I I come into my studio and it's still here and I'm still you know the phone still rings. I'm yeah. just like I'm. Sp- beyond grateful you you're know? doing it because i don't, I don't advertise it. i don't i don't do anything i'm a horrible business person so i don't <laughs> do anything to promote myself and you know and but somehow the phone keeps ringing and people keep coming in and you do get records. paid though right <laughs> i do get i do i do charge a fee <laughs> okay and good I, and i generally get paid generally on time but no i know where he's coming from because and first of all cop out would be my, my most famous my most uh uh, things I'm most proud of is being an obviously oblivious. That would have been a cop out. So thank you, but that would have been that would have been an outright lie. <laughs> I'm just blowing it left and right tonight. Yeah. No, no, you did you did it the right way. But um, what I was going to say is with the the advertising yourself being a bad businessman, I, I I feel that too because like okay, so I do the shows and I don't really advertise the shows when I'm out. Like Ariana's like, why didn't you give them a card? Why didn't you tell them about your show? That was a Star Wars person. Why didn't you talk about Full of Sith? Why didn't you tell them about Mediocre? I just don't want to do. I just I feel like I'm being just a jackass doing that. Like I, I don't know. I feel I like know, a man. shark. I feel this. I feel the same way. I have a really hard time just like pushing my business on people. I, I don't know. They're just you know. It's it sort of smacks of desperation to me. And it, it, I don't know. I just 
it's just not the way I work. Yeah. Every time I play a commercial or I hear Eric play a commercial or I, I post pictures of stickers online, I feel like such a such a, such a shiv. Well, you know, posting pictures and posting, you know, finished work. That's that to me isn't in the same league as as being like you know a soulless self promoter. You know, I uh, I try to do that stuff too. You know, posting pictures of like killer guitar rigs and like you know show people that we're having a good time in here and making making cool sounds and and you know my way of advertising really is just you know hopefully people like what I do. But you know I do try to you know. Uh, do the do the legwork in going to a show. I don't get to go to shows very often because I'm usually here in the studio at the yeah. same time that bands are playing shows. But uh, when I do go out to a show, I almost I can almost treat that as a as a business expense because I'm guaranteed to at least have one or two conversations with someone saying, "Hey, we're almost ready. We're going to give you a call next week about blah 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 blah." So I I try to keep myself out there and visible and you know, but I try not to you know run into anyone and be like, hey, man, you want to come in and, uh, you know, pay my bills? Yeah. You know, I, just, I try to keep it cool. But with what you're doing, the work the work kind of speaks for itself. Right. That's what I was about to say. The combination. Well, that's the hope. The combination of word of mouth and your product that other people hear, that other musicians hear. Yeah, like Jeff walks around and says, you know, Andy's mm-hmm. studio is amazing, or and, Mark, or, or anybody right. like that. And that the, that's more than reputable people yeah, yeah. That, that give him props. Like when I tell everybody, it means something. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I, I try to rely on, and then hopefully that you know, hopefully I'll keep working. It's been working okay so far. Been you said what twelve years, right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm proud of you, dude. That's amazing. Oh, thanks, man. That is amazing to be in the same line, especially with that yeah. economy. How it was, yeah. And it, yeah, and- I, I I I took a big hit uh, right when the crash happened. Like yeah. that was probably the worst year I've ever had. I'm sure. I had to, you know, yeah. to phone just stopped ringing for a little while and i didn't know what the hell was going on but then uh yeah. you know it, everyone but you know bad times make people want to write songs about it so uh, there's a bunch of records being written at that time and then they came in and recorded them when everyone got new jobs huh, that's cool <laughs> what is that that instrument where it's like a stick with a bunch of ridges on it and you take another stick and you slide it over like yarrow is that what that's called i think like, it's a yarrow okay it's like a mexican thing right it sounds uh, Spanish. Yeah. Like that if I wanted to come in with that in the Maracas and and have my own album, <laughs> is it, would you take on somebody like me or I, I would I would do that pro bono. Yeah? Just because I want that music to be available for for the for the people. There's so many things I got to do when Quiero, I'm there. Maraca is, you know, it's a lost art, Mike. And I, if you can bring that back to the forefront of people's consciousness, I I will do that for free. Uh, can I play Shaking Egg? Yeah, if you want to. Yes. Thank you. I have a couple also, of Also, if you have a saxophone lead <laughs> centric band, I will also do that for free because I think that the saxophone solo is also a lost art. Saxophone. <laughs> do you play a win instrument, Andy? I don't. Well, I uh I I know how to make Hold on. I know how to make an instrument out of a straw. <laughs> what? Tech that's technically okay. So I take. I wish you could see this. This is not good radio. I take a straw, and I cut off the end into a into a point, and right. then I cut three holes into the <laughs> shaft of the straw, like a flute, like or a, a flute, recorder. And, yeah. it, and it's and it sounds like this. Dude, send me a picture of that. That is yeah. awesome. Jeff just took a picture of that. Cool. Tell him to send it to me. I, I would, uh, 
So That'd be amazing. I want to hear a solo <laughs> with that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you'll have to wait to for Mark's new uh, Rotten Musicians record, which I actually play that on a track. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's so much to do next time I go out to Salt Lake City. So much, but if I want to do pro bono, I'll give you like 90 percent of the, the the sales. How's that? Fantastic. Yeah. Point points on the record. Yeah, you got it. Okay. <laughs> We're businessmen. We'll work it out. We'll get it. That's right. I'll have my comp- my people contact your people. Just Which, living off Mike's residuals. <laughs> You're going to be a poor son of a bitch. I can tell you That's that. That's right. Much. What is, um, uh, uh, hold on a second. I was petting the dog and I lost my train of thought. I have a question. Is any of your music in a movie soundtrack? Uh, well, I recorded a song that was on a documentary. Um, there's a band here in Salt Lake called the Utah County Swillers. Yeah. And they did an old uh, Woody Guthrie, This Land is Your Land. It's on a, a documentary called This Divided State, and it was about um, Michael Moore was going to come to Salt Lake to a university here, and there was huge controversy about the university spending money on Michael Moore and his liberal leftist propaganda. And so uh, the so the way that they – the compromise was, okay, Michael Moore can come out, but we're also going to have Sean Hannity come out as well. <laughs> Is it a celebrity death match? Fair and balanced. (laughs) (laughs) So they made a documentary about that, and I recorded the band doing that uh, because it was uh, part of the theme, and uh, then also like the um, the audio commentary. But I don't think any other movies. uh, I do have. There's a bunch of music that's on TV shows that I've recorded. Oh, cool. Form of Rocket and Cub Country were had tons of play on BAM's uh, Viva La Bam. Yeah, uh, a, a new another band I was in a while ago had a song on. Uh, I can't some shitty thing about two doctors on TBS or something. That was all right. I re- I recorded all of Zach's narration on the Rage Against the Machine Live in Mexico City DVD. I've heard it. Yeah, I've watched it. That actually, all of the narration that's on that, he recorded in my bedroom what? in Los Angeles. What? That's and a great story. And the money that I got paid for that, uh, paid for my first computer that I started recording with. That's, cool. that's a great story. <laughs> I'm going to have to bust that out. I'll show it to you. That's a great story. We can know story. where it was recorded at. That's cool, dude. That, you said the Utah County Swillers, and I knew I... I heard of them before, and I'm pretty sure I played them on the show before, so I was looking it up when Brian Young was on months ago. He, he wanted to play something from them. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So we had them on. Another person from Salt Lake City that's in a band that I wanted to ask you about if you knew about him. What about uh, Nick Passy from Falk Hogan? Are you familiar with them? I don't know him. Um, I mean, I've met him before, but uh, we, uh, we're not friends. No, it's okay. Just wanted to fuck, know if, no. I just no, wanted to know if you guy. were aware of that fucking prick. I'm tired of shit, man. <laughs> yeah, he fucking drives me nuts. I'm not too. taking it anymore. I did, no, I don't. I don't. I don't actually know. But I don't know those guys. But uh, but I've met them before, and they're all lovely people. It's a shill, not a shiv. Remember, it's a shiv earlier. It's a shill. <laughs> but I'm going to do it now. I did the drum stickers for Falk Hogan. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if you ever need any drum stickers, Andy, I'll do that pro bono. Okay. Sweet. You just let me know. I'll You're let you know. Such a whore. I'm doing a pro bono. It's not no hornness. What's that mean? Oh, it's free. Oh. Pro boner. Yeah, I do a pro boner. <laughs> what, uh, what do you have co- besides the albums that are coming out? Is there anything that you're looking forward to in the next year or two that, that you want to talk about? 
Um, no, really just the current batch of records that I'm working on right now. I'm really excited to get out the top dead record. I'm really stoked on that. That's going to be I'm, some I'm, I know I'm going to be really proud of. The I hate to sound record like, is coming out great. Yeah, I hate to sound uh, like a dickhead, but I've been knowing about these for a while. So it's like completely overdue. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> well, that's what happens when the <laughs> band gets free studio time. <laughs> they get free studio time when the studio is free. Yeah. Which can be frustrating for some, I'm sure. So band practice is always on Sunday nights? Top Dead generally gets together on Sunday nights. Either, well, mostly to practice, but lately we've been trying to knock out more of this recording because it's getting stupid. I just can't wait to hear it. I can't. I just cannot wait to hear it. It's coming Um, together. There's something else I wanted to bring up. I just get so excited. I just lose shit. Well, he gave you some very exciting information tonight. He did. Take your time. Take your time, Mike. I'm going to take a minute here. What the hell do I want to talk about? Andy, has there ever been anyone in the studio that you just could not stand their music and it was very difficult to uh, deal with the whole session? Yeah, I've I've asked bands to leave before. <laughs> I have. Really? I, I don't know. I for me, and you know, some of the, some of the bands that I've asked to leave, they they come back and I work with them often. Uh, but th- uh, in that in that instance, they just clearly didn't have their shit together. Mean, okay, and just, I felt like yeah. it was wrong for me to uh, sit there and get paid to watch them practice. Okay. You know? You, so in other words, you told them, look, you, you guys just aren't ready. You're just not yeah, at I this just, point. I yeah. just walked out in the live room and I said, hey, guys, this is my professional opinion is I think that we should stop. You should, guys should go home and practice. And then when you have your shit together, call me and we'll make a proper record because nothing we're doing here now is going to be presentable in any regard. Yeah. So I mean, you're wasting your money. Mm-hmm. And there's another guy that came in and he came in and this, this, this is a sad one because he came in with his kid and his kid's uh, friend – and they, you know, wanted to play music together, but it was three dudes playing guitar, one, one on bass, and literally, it sounded like they'd never heard music before. It was just three people playing random notes, and I had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> and and I finally, I just, I said the same thing to them. I'm like, look, I just, I, I don't know if I'm the right guy for this because I can't make heads or tails of it. So I need to give you my professional opinion: is that you know, practice and come back. You know, ninety nine percent of the time when I do that, though, and it's happened, it's happened about a dozen or so times. They come back and they're prepared and they kill it. And you know, and I think that they actually appreciate the fact yeah. that I'm not just trying to gouge them for money mm-hmm. for the hour. You yeah, know? absolutely. In the long run, you you show yourself to be a reputable person. Yeah, you know, yeah. Trying to I take mean, money. I, I like making records. And not you know, I mean, money is a necessary evil in life. But my my goal is to make recordings of cool music and make people happy. You know, and you do that. I try. So, so job well done. This this instrument, this straw instrument that you <laughs> you have. Do you cut that little triangular slit on both sides of the one end, or just one side? You you cut both sides. No, just on one end. You cut the both sides into a into a point. Like pinch together and cut it into like a point. Yeah, and that creates that creates a reed. Okay. And yeah. then when you're and playing, so then it, those you... vibrate together. That creates the you know the duck call sound. So you put do you put the reed side in your mouth or you put the other side in your mouth? No, the reed the reed side goes in your mouth, and then when you blow, it vibrates those two together. That's that creates it's like a duck call. Okay. Except just... I cut holes in the shaft, and that way I can sort of get notes out of it. When we're done here tonight, I want to try to put that together for the kid, and I'm just okay. trying to figure out exactly how to do that. 
Uh, I can talk you through it. Okay, good. Um, the the question I have was, I mean, you have the studio, and that that's very important. Doing all that stuff. Do you ever see? Do you ever see you guys like coming on an East Coast tour? I'd love to. I'd love to. Well, you, I, you say you'd love to, but I'm asking, do you ever see it? Do you ever see it happening? Do I ever see it? It's that, that's a tough proposition, and I'll tell you why, Mike. Because I am in a band that are mo- that are mostly comprised of d- fathers. Yeah. So this this creates a, a bit of a a dilemma as far as like we're not kids anymore, and yeah, you know, I shouldn't throw everyone under the bus that has kids. That's they're not anchors or anything, but it does create a, a bit of a uh, a hurdle to just up and leave for a week, you know, and to go play shows when everyone's got careers and houses and you know kids and stuff like well, that i would love to see you guys come to come to the east coast and just kill we've, it and blow everybody's we've, mind we've talked about it top dead for sure has much much interest in going out and even just to play for you guys you yeah know? and that's what I, that's where i was getting at after your answer is you know i'd love to see you kill the east coast but more importantly i'd like to see you in the philadelphia area <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah that would well be there nice. was there was there was brief discussion about trying to get out for the barbecue. Oh, that would have been awesome. It just wasn't in the cards. It happens, but it would have been amazing. Yeah. It would have been really cool. I would have been a jackass all day long. But it's definitely it's definitely some uh, a stop we want to make uh, for sure. You guys have been like incredibly supportive of us over the years, and it would be ridiculous for us to go out there and not play specifically for you guys. Well, I mean, the... The support has been both ways. I mean, you've been doing intros for us for forever. I mean, you guys are have been played the show when we were out there for us, and yeah, it was it's just been some amazing times. We just we uh, just have a really special place in our hearts for you guys. Did we just become best friends? I don't know, but I was gonna say to you, this might make it a little weirder. I was gonna say maybe next time I'm out in Salt Lake, I can come in your bedroom too, and then you could have Zach Delaroca and me in your bedroom at some point in your life. You know? Sure. You know what I mean? I have I have shared a bed with him. Yeah. I've also I've also shared a bed with Craig Wedron from <laughs> Shudder to Think. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds very romantic. It 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 believe me. I'm just letting that sink in. I'm Kabuto's crying yeah. in the background. Just, just drink it in. It's good stuff. <sighs> yeah, that is good stuff. So if somebody wanted to, to contact you, if they if they are like they're ready. They're they're hey, we've been together years, we've been practicing like crazy. We're ready. We want to put something together. We want to make an album. How would they? How would they get a hold of you? Well, uh, they can hit up my email. It's apangry at yahoo dot com uh, or my Facebook, which is just Facebook Andy Patterson. Yeah, it was a, it was a proud day in my life when Andy accepted me as a friend. Oh, on Facebook, <laughs> I thought you had no idea who I was, and then I found that come to find out that you actually love listening to the show. That's yeah, I, I I know exactly who you are, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> just make that just makes my day. <laughs> but well, very cool. Um, is there any? Uh, yeah, you're gonna give me other links for all the bands and stuff, so I can put that on the uh, on the the show notes and stuff. Yes, and, sir. Um, would you prefer a, a special, wonderful picture for the show, or can I use you and your straw picture as the show art? I I will leave that up to your best judgment. All right, because the straw. I haven't seen the picture yet, but I'm I've sure seen it's it. Pretty special. Yeah, I've seen it. It's it's kind of nice. Are you on? Uh, are you on Twitter? I'm not. Are you on Instagram? I am on. I am on nothing except for. Oh, I'm. I'm seeing the picture now. I am giving you authorization to use. <laughs> said picture. Excellent. Good. No, oh. I'm not on anything but Facebook. I do have a MySpace account. 
Oh, well. so definitely hit me up there as I'm trying to build up my friend count. <laughs> Let's see what we could do. I think I, MySpace keeps contacting me to come back to them, but I just really yeah. I, I go on there maybe once every six months just that just for fun, and it's it. I look at it and then I get like weirdly awkwardly nostalgic. Yeah, and then I and then I shut it down. It's like going back to like middle school and walking around in the halls. And everything yeah. seems so much smaller than it was. Yeah, but so then much you more get to drab. see like pictures of your awkward times. Yeah, like you're yeah. looking at the trophy case and you're like, "Oh, I was a fucking dork." <laughs> right. I still am, but not as much. So yeah, MySpace is like junior high school. It really. Oh is. yeah, you, uh, you can uh, my Angel Fire account. Ooh, <laughs> I got GeoCities somewhere. I'm yeah, sure. GeoCities. Do you um? Were you serious about running into the studio and playing a little something, playing us out? I I honestly I don't. I, I could do that. I'm not exactly sure how that happened in the first place, so I could try to recreate it. It sounded really good. Yeah, it sounded great on our end. Yeah, it wasn't distorted or anything. Or, or we could do it. I mean, we're recording. Li- we're recording live, but through the magic of podcasting, if you want to just record something, I can mix it in. We could do that too. Yeah. Uh, yes, I could do that. Is there a girl that there that someone can have sex with while that, you're playing? That's just me and Jeff. Can oh, you and Jeff we, have sex and you know give me a mic check and then we'll leave we the could, room? We could definitely get weird. Yeah, <laughs> as long as that straws in the, involved. <laughs> I think you just you just ended it right there. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Andy, I wanna I wanna thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for coming on and joining us tonight. It has been a great pleasure. And uh, thanks so much, man. Uh, I'm sorry we ran out of time. There's so much more questions I have for you. If you, you don't mind, in a, in a little while, I'll have you back on for part two because I'd love to. I'd love to. I just there's so, I had so many questions and then I lost my mind. It, it, that that'll happen. Yeah, it's it's too much, Andy. It's too much <laughs> well, for one night. So um, well, yeah. Well, nice uh, sort of talking to you, Paul. Um, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> it's your and, interview. Uh, great talking to you, Mike. You're a good man. Try to be. Give uh give Eric and Hope a hug for me. I will. I'll be seeing. They're at the shore, and this week we're going to go down and hang out with them for a day. Oh, excellent! That's so nice. We'll go down and see them. So I will. I will uh, extend your hug to them. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that everything's in the show notes. Check out everything Andy is a part of, and even the the, the other stuff we found out about because just celebrate his whole catalog, his whole essence, because he's a very talented individual. And I'm telling you right now, I know that. My biggest, our, sorry, our biggest audience is in the Salt Lake area. Sorry, Paul. you were right. You were right the first time. No, it's uh, Salt Lake is so supportive of obviously oblivious, and we love everybody out there. But if uh, you have you have the means, or you you want to get something recorded, and, or you just want to listen to some kick ass music, it, check check Andy out. And if you see him out, just uh, shake his hand and uh, accept that brilliance while you can. Well, not too hard because he's a musician. Well, yeah, don't you don't want to break fingers and no. stuff? I felt bad when we talked to John Hatton. That's what and I like, said. Yeah, he's before. like one of those. You know John Hatton from uh, uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra? No. He's uh, the stand-up bassist. The bass player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't he, know him personally. Oh, yeah. Well, he's great. Um, but he, he had so many blisters, and his hand was so fucked up, and he's like trying to shake our hands, and we're like, dude, I don't Well, want. they were wrapped yeah. for protection. Yeah, he had uh, you got to be careful. Those are yeah. his tools. That's right? what I'm saying. I don't yeah. want How about I just give you like a high five or a low yeah. five or something? Anyway. I sent you links. Okay. To those bands, uh, to your Facebook. Cool. And then I just emailed you a song that you should use for the outro of my Excellent. thing. Cool. It's from a band I did in the in the back in the back in the day called Moose Knuckle. Oh, I knew it was gonna be Moose, Moose Knuckle. Knuckle. Yeah. I I 
So I told you earlier that the Top Dead record was the first time that I played guitar on a record. That's not entirely true. I played guitar in a two-piece band, and it's me on guitar and drum machine, and my buddy Tyler, who plays for Eagle Twin and played in Form of Rocket, Clear, a bunch of other awesome bands, and he sings. And we were only allowed to make records without amps, and we both had to be hammer drunk. <laughs> so I sent you our first single, our hit, Your big called hit. Witches and White Lion. What is it called? Witches and White Lion. All right, so Witches and White Lion. Oh, this sounds incredible. Love, you'll thank me later. Oh, it's going to be incredible to know the story yeah, behind it. It is powerful. Witches and White Lion. Is it like Knights in Black Satin, like along those lines? Close. Okay. You, you I guarantee, I want you, I want you to text me tomorrow and, and tell me how mad you are that that's still stuck in your head okay. 24 hours later. <laughs> Uh, if it's if it's the truth, I'll do that. It's their version it's of Spinal genius. Tap. <laughs> yeah. And for obviously oblivious, 00130, South Philly Paul, the legendary Andy Patterson. Here I am the Mike Pilot. No, that's how I end full of Sith. That's, that's the Mike saying I I'm just glad you're blowing it at the end, <laughs> not me. I blow it, man. This is the Mike saying I night.
Hey, real quick, Andy and Jeff, um, I'm going to leave you with Paul for a second. Kabuto's crying, which means he has to go outside. I'm going to let him outside real quick. Check on on you, too. All right, be right back. So, what's hey guys. going on, guys? Hey, guys, this is Paul. Hey, Hi. <laughs> that, that was Mike. I don't sound that way at all. <laughs> so, uh, you, you sounds cool. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> hey, watch it. <laughs> Andy, you said you did a lot of traveling. Who did a lot of traveling? Andy. Well, Andy it, it was saying oh, yeah. in his interview he's done a lot of traveling. What countries have you been in? I toured Europe. A uh, bunch of the countries there, all of them over in Europe. Uh, that whole all of them except for Russia. Uh, and then Japan. I played with uh, – so you, you, you're, you're into hardcore, right? I, I know very little of it, but yes, I do like some hardcore. Oh. I played in a band called Shelter. Okay. It was uh, the singer of Youth of Today. And uh, we we toured Japan, and then that's about. I mean, I've been to Mexico and Canada and all that, but okay. that's, as far as abroad, that's that's Europe and Japan. Were there any like really scary gigs? Like you were kind of um, fearful of you know being there. You know, with, with the the weird thing is is Vancouver. <clears throat> yeah, well, recently Vancouver. Holy shit! What a piece of shit that really? town is <clears throat> at least the part of town i was okay in. uh the european tour was a little was was interesting because the band that i was in we were very that was the the band that toured with rage i was talking about earlier and we were pretty political so okay we played two types of shows we went over with a band called lifetime and I didn't yeah uh, in Lifetime, the show, the sh- we played two types of shows. We played the Jungenzentren, which is the youth center, or we played squats. And if we played the youth centers, everyone loved Lifetime. Like that was those were their shows. Okay. And, but we played the, we played the squats. They seemed the scariest to play because it's just like run down buildings with. Dude, I fell asleep in the van and I woke up in one of those squats and it, I thought I was in Thunderdome. There were like kids with like just chunks of hair cut out of their head and like running around with like oh, Jesus Christ. on their face, you know. And But those ended up being some of the best shows because uh, our singer was talking a lot about, you know, political issues, a lot about Mumia Abu-Jamal, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So the so the punks loved us. And, okay. Uh, not so much the posse core lifetime guys. Okay. So it, but, it was fair. But, but it went over. So you had a. Yeah, it you, went over. But know. those were like the scariest looking places. Okay. In fact, there was one. We were playing in France and, and they told us that we couldn't leave because there was something they do every year that where everyone like sort of riots. It's like some weird like. You're, you're making this. You got this from a movie. You're talking about the crow. Oh, I'm thinking of that new movie, Purge. Purge. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Escape from New York. Right. You thought uh, you were a uh, Snake Plissken. God damn, I love me a Snake Plissken. I don't yeah. know. I, I've never really been scared at a show. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so but I'm, had, also, yeah. I, I'm also admittedly naive. Like, first time I went to New York, <laughs> I was just walking around, not knowing where I was, and our, uh, the band we were touring with got all their shit stolen out of their van right oh, in front of the club. Jesus Christ. So, you know, Horrible. stuff like that. 
but no, no, no terrible experiences. What was no, the, the worst yeah. experience I've ever had on tour is I was roadieing for a band from here called Iceburn, and we were in Boston visiting uh, a friend that was going to Berkeley School of Music. Mm-hmm. And when we were leaving, uh, the drummer shut and locked the van door on my hand and smashed my Horrible. finger. Horrible, yeah. but you recuperated it was, okay, it was, I guess. It was, it was the worst pain That's ever. That's also from a movie. That's from Back to the Future. He's <laughs> making all this <laughs> shit up. This is all lies. I still, have, I still have that Nintendo. It still works to this day. We play Mario's on my new TV. We play Zelda. We oh, play... Nice. Uh, yeah, we play yeah I remember I broke my wrist. or I don't know if it was my wrist. I broke like a bone in my wrist or something like that. And uh, I was down at a friend's borrowing Ninja Gaiden. And I skateboarded home with a fucked up hand, told my parents that I was hurt, and then went in and played Ninja Gaiden, and my dad's like, are you alright? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Played Ninja Gaiden, woke up the next day, and my hand was like the size of softball. <laughs> yeah, see, my it, parents my God, parents felt bad. You should have uh, had the power glove. That might have kept things a little more tight, like a splint for you. <laughs> I should have had power. We, we were kind of poor. I couldn't afford no, a power glove. All I wanted for Christmas the one year, Jeff, was a power glove. <laughs> That's all I wanted. It was a year after I got my Nintendo. All I wanted was the damn power glove. I opened up my Christmas presents on Christmas morning. I got the power glove. I was amazing. It was like, just uh, like the kid like, Christmas story. Yeah, just like the, the yeah. BB gun. I was so yeah. happy. Plugged it in. It didn't fucking work. <laughs> uh, right? So my mom says, don't Bummer. worry. Tomorrow we'll take it back and we'll get you a new one. Well, of course, they weren't going to find one. So they took it back to Boscov's and, and they were sold out. So instead of waiting or getting a rain check, my mom got me this puffy fucking acid wash jean jacket. <laughs> what? And I love my parents, Paul, but this was the most disappointing, yeah. heartbreaking moment of my entire Clothing? life. Yeah, that's a bummer. No, no, no. It wasn't a cool like, hey, I'm a, I'm a cool jean jacket no, but kid. It wasn't. It was like a triple fat goose kind of acid wash, <laughs> like, and not just mildly acid wash. This was like I was in the the biggest acid rainstorm of 2014. I mean, it was all just like almost white. And then she was like, "Why don't you wear your coat? Don't you like your coat? No, because it's not a fucking power glove." And I couldn't that's say what that. I'm saying it was clothing <laughs> instead of a to- another toy. Or- she didn't get it. She didn't yeah. get it. I'm like, I, I, I couldn't say that. I couldn't say that to her. But I'm going to cut this out, and I'm going to send it to her. <laughs> and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully for my birthday, they'll go out and they'll find me a power glove. Find you a power glove. Yeah. Yeah. I have to remember eBay. to clean this out. It probably won't work again. It'll be it'll it'll be it'll a, come full circle and it it'll won't be work. the one that didn't work. Yeah, mom, <laughs> down at Eight Bit Games there on Lancaster Avenue, it used to be Color Wheel Tattoo across from uh, the jewelry store, uh, Giprich. There is Eight uh, Bit Games, and they do have a power glove for sale in the display case. Ariana. Oh, and I talked to the guys from the Geek Show tonight too. I was on the phone with them before I talked to Andy. Um, everybody loves. Your bare arms commercial. <laughs> it is the except Andy. Andy's very. He doesn't like it. Bear really, it is the hottest thing on the interwebs right I now. It, I agree. I'm not anti. Bear arms. <laughs> I'm just like, come on. Like I'm against the t-shirt. No offense. Like I, I would never walk around with. I'm hot enough. Like in a t-shirt. No, see, that's the problem. The is that is the t-shirt's the problem? It's non-functional. It's the problem because if you just had the bare arms. I told Jesse that you could, you could also cross market that to leg warmer markets. Yeah, yeah, legs. Yeah, 
Yeah. Or old gra- my my grandma used to wear half of a sweater on one of her arms because one of her arms would get cold. Yeah, I mean I can get behind that. Arm but, warmers. I mean the only thing that sells that fucking T-shirt is is Jeff's Jeff's coolness in it. Agreed. Well, well, true. But we were I was sitting there and Ariana says, "What's this? I keep hearing about Jeff in a commercial." I said, "I've been saving this." To play on the big screen, <laughs> so I, I I powered up our big ass TV, Jeff, and I put it 70 on seventy inches. Yeah, of seventy. Jeff. Oh, 70 you watched inch- me at seventy inches in yeah. HD glory. <laughs> yeah, we did, and we're watching it, and she's laughing her ass off, and she said, "Uh, it got over," and she goes, "I love Jeff. He's such a stud." <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. It was. It's. It's great on the big screen. I, I wish I could I go gotta, to. The, I gotta say it. I, I wish we. Say it. I'll take you to the IMAX and have him play it on the IMAX for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the guys in the Geek Show—they were all. I said, "Did you guys see Jeff's uh, video yet? His uh, commercial?" And they're like, "Oh God, it's fucking so ridiculous! It's awesome." <laughs> Mike Pilot Design. If you have a desire for custom-made vinyl stickers, anything, anything you can think of, you can get it at Mike Pilot Design. These custom-made vinyl stickers make great gifts. Stick them on your school locker, your bike, motorcycles, your laptop, your tablet, your bedroom window, your toilet. Mike Pilot Design is your one-stop place to go for custom-made vinyl stickers. Superheroes, supervillains, logos, animated characters, anything that you could think of, Mike can design. So please check out MikePilotDesign.com for all your vinyl sticker needs. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Hey, this is Charlie. And Will. From Max and Jinx Friends Forever. We put out a weekly podcast where we share our opinions, stories, and a bunch of bullshit. You can check us out by searching Max and Jinx Friends Forever in iTunes. Moon Crickets for For life. life. Hi. You guys want to help me with something real quick? Hi. I'm recording a promo for my podcast. Didn't hear any of that. I'm, uh, I'm recording a promo for my podcast, and I was going to see if you could help me real quick. Really? Sure. Okay. <laughs> what are your names? I'm Caroline. Caroline. And I'm Melissa. And Melissa. Hi, this is Scott the Pool Boy from the internet with Scott the Pool Boy. I'm here with Caroline and Melissa, and they're just about to talk about how much they love my show. Ready, set, go. It is so flippin' awesome. Yes, Literally the best show I've ever heard in my entire life. Right? Like, you're amazing. Thank you. I fangirl so hard. The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, released every weekend. Thank you, Caroline and Melissa. You guys did great. <laughs> you're very welcome. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.